0: Okay, as per request, we're going to be deviating from the topic that we've been doing for the past four months, which was the five senses. We have one sense left, so it didn't make sense really to stop, but we're doing it anyways. Um, with, that is obviously the sense of touch. We'll see if we can touch on that a little bit today to see if we can connect it a little bit. Um, maybe yeah, maybe not. We'll see what we can do. But uh, since we have, where well, the days are upon us, it's, it's Yantiv. It's, it's for real. Um, the, the tent at Evergreen went up for Pesach already. Yeah.
1: So that's <laughs> right. it. That confirms
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's Pesach around the corner. So we have to first talk about Purim. So I want to just discuss a couple of psukim and Navi. Because this week's parsha is Parsha's Zvayikra. But the haptorio that we're going to lay in this week are psukim in Navi that are quite famous. And it's because we're laying parsha's Zacher. And this is one of the mitzvahs that... Women also do, in most Giles and Klai not all, but most keyless and Klai It definitely became way more popular over the past 100 years. 300 years ago, women were not that much put on it, but now it, is. it has become commonplace. I want to talk a little bit about Amalek, slash, Haman, slash, Purim, exactly what we're doing, and what we're supposed to take from it. That's always the point. What are we supposed to take from it? So, we'll learn some with Navi first. The, <coughs> the first king in Klai didn't work out. Shaul HaMelech was supposed to be the first king, and it was supposed to continue <coughs> for future generations, but he messed up. The <coughs> says, Shaul Ba'achas, Shaul made one mistake, also and because of that, the, the Malchus didn't last, even though Dab and, and HaMelech did two sins, and yet he kept the Malchus. And they want to discuss why, what's the difference, etc. I want to read a couple of Psukim Hanavi together. Vayakriv Shmuel is kol shiftei saw by comes to Shmuel Hanavi and decides that they want to have a king. First, Shmuel Hanovi is very not impressed with Klai Yisrael for making the request. And he lets them know in no uncertain terms how he feels about the request. But at the end of the day, Hashem says, if they want it, we're going to give it to them. And he calls each shevet individually in. To, to see who is going to be the one. And Sheva bin Yaman is the one that is absorbed, whatever that means. And then he brings each family in Sheva ben Yaman. And who is the one that was, even though at this point already, Shmuel and Sheva already had the conversation. This is already, Shal knows, he was already anointed as king. But Shmuel ha Shmuel navi wanted to make the Melech a public spectacle everybody should know who it is. So he did this whole procedure, though he knew, and Shaul knew already. And the one, found, the person that won the lottery, whatever the lottery was, was Shaul ben Kish. They look for him, and he's not to be found. He's gone. There's nobody to find him. They asked Hashem, are we missing something? And Hashem responds, Hinehu hu no, no, go look in the courtroom, you'll see him. He's hiding in the courtroom. He's hiding behind the barrels. Meaning, Shaul Hamalakh, who at this point was becoming Shaul Hamalach, was hiding. He was a Nechbal HaKalev. This has become a very common term that people use when they want to talk about someone that's very shy. Or someone that's very reserved or quiet. The Nechbal HaKalev. they 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 keep to themselves, they hide in the in the background. So they quickly ran they got him, they saw he was very tall, and they saw that he was very handsome, and they saw that he's the perfect guy, and, and eventually they announced that he is the king. But, not everybody was on board. Not everybody was on board, even after they got what they wanted. The Pesach says, Shmuel sends everybody home. Shul's king, but he goes back home. And those that felt to be together with the king, went along with the new king. Tzai so hasn't had a king. Ever. Even though Mesharebeinu was a sort of king, and everybody was... There was sort of kings, but there wasn't a real king. And there were people that... Militia men, that came... Went along with him, like, we're here for you. But then there were some people that said, How could this guy help us? They mocked him, they scoffed at him. They did not bring him a gift. Because... You bring the king a gift like on his coronation but vahik machrish Shaul didn't say anything he absorbed it now in fact it's a beautiful midah to have people mock you it's one of the greatest midas those that embarrass and do not embarrass back those that hear derogatory things about themselves but do not respond it says about them the most greatest things it talks about the last passuk, they're like the sun that comes out in its strength it's the most beautiful thing and, and says the Gemara that even though seemingly it's a beautiful midah but as we'll see that by shawl it ends up being his downfall meaning generally speaking when someone mocks you and someone talks about you behind your back or to your face or whatever it is and you're able to absorb it and swallow it you're a really special person Seemingly, Shal is being mocked over here. Sounds like, he's staying quiet. Sounds great. Skipping two Prokumenavi, three Prokumenavi. We know that there's a story that the Polisciam are coming to attack Klai Yisrael. And obviously the king needs to be the one to stand up to defend the people. And Shmuel tells Shal, go to war. But before you go to war, you're going to wait for me. I'm going to meet you. Don't bring a cart until I get there. Hold off. Wait till I get there. And all of a sudden, they see the Plishdam army approaching. And it's getting really, really, really crunch time. And Shaul was pressured by the people. He waited for seven days for the time that Shmuel said he's going to arrive. But Shmuel didn't arrive. Hagel go. All of a sudden, the people start dispersing. They see that this is, he called them all together, that we're going to go to war, but he realized he's losing the crowd. He's losing the crowd. But so Shaul sees that he's losing everybody, so he says, okay, he, something must happen. He's not, he's not coming. Bring me the carbonas. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to start the process. As soon as he finishes, that's always how it goes. As soon as he's done, being marked on the Karbanas, Vayyemit goes out to greet the Gad Ladar. Shmuel Navi. Vayyirim Shmuel. asks him, what do, you, "What do you do? What do you do?" So Shaul says, "Simple. I noticed that the people are dispersing. and I controlled myself, and I controlled myself, and there's a, there's a point. that's it. It wasn't happening. And Shmuel's response is, He Shaw, You did something very foolish." You didn't listen to what Hashem told you. Shmuel representing the Dvar Hashem. Shmuel, you were supposed to listen to Shmuel. You messed up. You blew it. Because, You were supposed to be king forever. But now your Malchus won't survive. Hashem looked for somebody. Hashem looked for somebody. Hashem's, HaShem is already look, putting out The search committee for the next king That's it you're, you're, You have been dethroned. dethroned, sort of But you're still king Till we find the next candidate As we know, the story goes Skipping two more chapters in Avi Again And this is the Haftar from this week Shoals tasked with Wiping out Amalek Revenge for what they did which we have to come back to because that's what we're going to be busy with, firm, amolek, etc. And Shmuel Shal goes to war, and Shmuel comes back to meet him, and we know that Shaul didn't didn't finish the job. Who didn't he, Well, what didn't he finish? First of all, all the sheep and cattle were around, and secondly, the king he took captive. Instead of killing the king, he took him captive. So Shmuel comes and he says. Raya shol. Shol says to Shmuel, Barachat ol Hashem, Hakimaysi Hashem. I I did what you asked me to do. I followed the ways of Hashem. Raya me Shmuel, ba'aznay. And what's the sound of the sheep that I hear? And one of the Rishonim say he said literally, specifically, Umah, not Umakrei latzayn, Umeh, because that's what sheep say. One of the Rishonim say that, Umeh, latzayn Hashem ba'aznay. Why do I hear meh? Why am I hearing? What, what am I hearing all these sheep? <laughs> Shaw said, "I'll tell you why. We took this, we captured this at war. People felt very bad from the sheep and the cattle. He said, why should we just kill it? It's just a waste. We could bring this as carbonas. Let's take it. We're not going to take it for ourselves. We'll bring it, you know, from a chesed. We'll bring it for Hashem. But the rest of me all wiped out." Famous psukim in Navi. says to Shmuel, "Haref, come quickly." I want to tell you what Hashem told me last night. This is fresh news. I want to tell you what I had last night, a prophecy, and this is what Hashem said to me. Go ahead, tell me what you have to say. Keywords. If you, in your own eyes, think you're small, you're making a mistake. You're the leader of the Jewish people. You might look at yourself as insignificant. But you don't realize who you are. Hashem chose you. You're the person. Enough with the humility. Enough with the people pressured me. Stand up for who you are. And for what you represent. And then, because you didn't listen to Hashem, that's it, you're done. I thought he was done already last time. But the answer is, it's the same sin. It's the same sin. Shaw is afraid of his shadow. For lack of it. I'm just using a phrase. Of course he wasn't afraid of his shadow. But he was afraid of the people around him. And he was like, the people wanted to do this. What people? When people? You're the king. Stand up. If you have something to say, do it. If it's the right thing, do it. If it's the wrong thing, don't do it. Who cares what public opinion is? We don't go based on what the court of public opinion has to say. Which is, obviously, we know that today, in, in the society that we live in, the court of public opinion is sometimes way more important than the actual court. Right? We know that. Again, I'm not trying to bring contemporary issues in, but there was a, there was a, there was a trial that, right? We all know that took place in, in Wisconsin with a child, a child, a child, was a convicted murderer and killer, but, oh,
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. Is there a young girl? Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: Okay. And he was, he was convicted before he even stood trial. Because in the court or public opinion, he was guilty. That's not that's not how it works. Especially if you're a king, especially you're, you're the person that makes the decisions. Yes, no. What we do, how we do it. So Shamul says, hand over the king, and Agag, Agag, in shackles is being brought now to Shmuel Hanavi. Now you can just imagine Shmuel Hanavi. Probably looked like, you know, a long white beard, even though he was only 52 years old when he died. But he probably had a long white beard, and he looked like a, a rebel. Like, like we can imagine. A and rebel? rebel. Oh. Similar. If you <laughs> add an L at the end... What's the rebel. And he's coming in shackles and chains. And Agag says, Translate the to words. Ochein. Behold. Yeah. sar. It has been removed. The, the bitterness of death. Simply translated, before Hashem explained, he's like, okay, now it's over. That's it. I thought I'm going to make it. But the bitterness of death is about to hit me, and that's it. It is what it is. Yerimei Shmuel, Shmuel says one last thing before he does what he does to him. Just like women had to die at your sword, just like women had to so too, you, your mother should not have any offspring, and therefore it's time for you to go. Shmuel sliced them and diced them into four parts, eight parts, different opinions of what he exactly did, but it was it was gruesome. Now we can imagine Shmuel was was a tzaddik like we can't we can't imagine. How did he have it in him to do something like this? Now I was speaking the other day to to, to Uri over here. We were talking about the, the mitzvah of Mechias Amalek. Like in our minds, conceptually, we can understand it. Can we actually do it? If you saw a four-year-old kid and you knew and you got the, could you? It's it's an exciting. But we would have to. We would have yeah. to overcome it. We would, to. we would have to. We would have to. If Mashiach comes, we would have to. That's what the Torah demands. We would have to. It, it does yeah,
1: not in this day and age when there's
0: a law and order. No, no I'm not saying today. Mashiach comes. And we identify today, Melech and we identify, and we identify that this is, this person is a, a purebred. It's your mitzvah. It's your mitzvah. I know it doesn't feel right. That's because yeah, our feelings are messed up.
1: You think it doesn't
0: feel right if that's like I, halavai? I'd be able to say I could do it. I, I have an easier no time eating matzah. am of like.
1: Hmm? I'm to say what? That, but like I'm saying, if there's no repercussion for getting in trouble
0: for doing the right thing, then why is it, I don't, I don't You have to be able to do such a thing as a like, person. You have, a you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to fasten him, Kipper. You not say that. To <laughs> fa- <I> mean, <laughs> I'm you. saying. You but I don't what understand. Do like, saying, people. But what hold back is that you can't listen. kill someone now, but if it's yeah,
1: not yeah, a problem to problem, kill problem, someone analysis. because it's what you're supposed to right. do. Right?
0: Yeah, you could do it. Okay, good. I, I would have a hard time, but I would be in the but I would have to overcome it. Okay? <laughs> okay, fine,
1: whatever.
0: I look at it so badly now
1: because. Fine, if you could,
0: good. There are people that couldn't do it.
1: I, I, do I get that, but I'm saying, I'm saying. Saying. I think it's also because of what we Could, could be! Like
0: could be, but it would be the guy finale. I'm kidding. Could be. be. No,
1: I'm look at it so badly now as fine, like but
0: I'm saying with how we look at it right now, could you do it?
1: No, because there's the repercussion. Like, that's why we
0: can't do it? Because there's repercussions? I couldn't and do it because I, I couldn't do it. It, to do. It's like, it's, I don't, it goes against the, the Teva of being a Rahman. Exactly. Of that's being a, a, a... Right. But on the other hand, the Torah tells us this is Rachmanus. The Torah says, Rachmanus is to wipe them out. Rachmanus is to go to a city that's the Dezara and burn it down. Could you go to a city and burn, them, burn down a city? Could you find it in your heart to do it? Hopefully the answer is No. But if the Torah says so, you do it anyways, and the Pesach finishes, I'll give you compassion. If you're worried that you might become a, a, a violent, serial killer, I will give you compassion. I'm in control of compassion, not you. So, if you could, you could. If you can't, you can't. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not judging anybody. I, I, I personally would have a hard time as there's a four-year-old Amaleki kid to, to strangle him to death or kill him, whatever it is. But if that's what needs to be done, that that's what the Torah demands, hopefully we could actually do it. Shmuel, with with being the tzaddik that he was, it came time and he had to do it. He had to step up to the plate. That, not all mitzvahs are fun to do. Right? Some mitzvahs are very, very difficult. Some people couldn't send away a mother bird and take away the baby.
1: That's just, I have a very hard time
0: with that. Right, some people can't do that. But if the terrorist says to do that, the terrorist says to do that. Could you put away your own personal feelings for what the terrorist says? Some people could, some people can. Right, fine. That being said. That being said. So that's the poshness of what... Right, Shasev Shmuel Agag after Agag approaches. So far, all we did so far was on We talked about a lot of different things. But the Raw says a very interesting thing. The Ralbag twists the story and says just the opposite. That Agag was, was like, okay, I'm gonna die. But when he saw Shmuel... he's like, Oh, this guy, he has compassion, he's never gonna do anything to me. Ochi Sarmar Hamabas means, oh now it's gone. The bitterness of death is gone already. Because, look, who's going to kill me? Really? Shmuel? C- can you imagine Shmuel killing someone? Could you imagine? Fill in the blank of whatever side that you have in your mind. The, the Vilna the Baal Tov, and Tov, Could Can you imagine him actually taking out a knife and slicing and dicing the king of Amalek? But that's what has to happen. That's what has to happen. And that being said, the, the-, the king Agag thought, it would never happen. So my And Shmuel, during the Dvar Hashem, showing Shoal. This is how we do Dvar Hashem. We don't start making cheshbonis. It would be better for Hashem if we had kabones. Don't Hashem didn't ask you for your help. Hashem gave you command. Do it. Period. Stop. There's a story that with the Chassam Sefer. I think I might have said it over here once. The Chassam Sefer, when he turned 20, so he went to his Rebbe and he asked, you know, 20 is a big number because I'll say that uh, 20 is a big number. He went to his Rebbe and said, what should I do for my 20th birthday? So his Rebbe told him, he should uh, fast for three days straight. Not three days and eat at night. Fast three days straight. He obviously felt that Rasul Sefer can handle it. So Rasul Sefer did. Sefer went and he said, said to Hilam and he learned for three days straight he fasted. And his rabbi told him, Rasul Adla, told him that you'll see that Hashem will show that he's proud. On day three, towards evening, I'm sure he was very hungry. Three days of not eating, I could just only imagine what it's like. And three days towards the evening, he is out in the field davening mincho, because the sun is setting and he has to daven mincho. And he turns around in the moshiach and he realizes there's nobody else around him. All his friends that were part of the minyan dispersed, and he's trying to figure out where they went. And he realized because there was a gang approaching them, and Achim is alone in the field with a gang approaching them, so sefer. Realized it, you know, self-defense. I don't know after three days fasting how well self-defense goes, but the first guy that approached him, Chassam Sefer, socked him in the face, and he knocked him out cold to the point where the guy actually died. Chassam Sefer literally killed the person. And everybody else, all the, the rest of the gang, just okay. They realized they were dealing with uh, the Great Hulk, so they picked up and walked away. Chassam Sefer came. He was he was he was sh- shaken up. Couldn't believe like this. Why did should I shouldn't do this to me? And he came to his Rebbe, and his Rebbe says, you don't understand. Hashem you, sent you a gift. He gave you a mitzvah that many people don't have the opportunity to do. You killed a full-fledged, pure-bred Amaleki. So this was Hashem's way of showing that he's proud of you, of what you're doing. Keep on with your good work, and you end up becoming the Chesem Sefer. But the Chesem Sefer killed him and then found out it was Amaleki. He didn't even mean to kill him. Well, we would have to go ahead and actually kill this actually... I'm just... I, I don't want to go off on topic for a second. But just literally for a second. I want to I say that... False Rachmanus creates Achzarius. We know, as tell us, this Rachmanus of Shaul actually came back to hunt him. Because a year later, he killed out Novi Irakayanim, Because they hosted the refugee, Dovra Melech, But they weren't allowed to. Mr. Rachmanus... Shaul, and I, I... I'm not talking anything about Shmuel. Shaul, I'm just... Saying, Shul, I'm just same what Chazal said. Mr. Rachmanishol, who couldn't kill a sheep, so compassionate he couldn't kill, but he wiped out a city of Koyanim because they were harboring somebody that he wanted to kill. Right? Again, we can we could everything we can explain. Chazal said, but this is what happens when you have unbridled Rachmanis in the wrong place. It translates to Ahzarius in the in the wrong place also. That's what happens. The Torah tells us we're supposed to have Rechmanos and we're not supposed to have Rechmanos. It's not with our feelings and our of, uh, just make it the contemporary for a minute. For a minute. We all know what's happening in Ukraine. And a lot of us don't know what happened in Ukraine in the past 500 years. If you would know what happened in Ukraine in the past 500 years, you wouldn't be so sad to see images of buildings blowing up. Unless Yidin, hidden is is obviously everything set aside hidden are you know I, I feel terrible 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 and i hope that everybody survives and everybody comes at hold and live. but even the the ukrainian babies that aren't around and weren't the comers and we say we daven we ask Hashem. any casey we should see till 1991 Let's, let's not make it. It was like a hundred years ago. Till 1991, they were digging up graves of our grandparents to take out their gold teeth. Okay, these are these are people that are savages. The Ukrainians. No one cares about the Ukraine falling apart. They care about the Jews staying there. Okay, the, U- the Jews. I agree. Well, it's a, it's very sad to see a hotel. No, I disagree. On the it's very it really it was yeah, very hard for me fine. to. It's, good, it's a good I disagree thing. with you. Everyone knew that Putin was going to take it. I disagree with you. It was very sad for me to see a hospital, a children's hospital, being blown up. The first heritage is it's a children's hospital. But on the other hand, on the other hand, it's Ukrainian.
1: Are people though punished, so to say, for being bored? Meaning, I agree what Ukrainians were horrible. World War II disaster. They were one of the worst like, over the past yes, six hundred years. yeah, horrible, so. horrible. At the same time as, yeah, Jews and as humans, are
0: we supposed to? Meaning these people are descendants. So Amalek is also Why are we killing? Why are we killing our God? What does he do? Because his great 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 grandfather Amalek came to attack us.
1: <laughs> there was an inborn thing. It's just. The the, way this is are.
0: these these are people these are people that are. These are people that are. They
1: know you have compassion for a Jew without knowing them. I just I just, just want to. A Jew, you should understand that they're bad because right. they're
0: bad. Right? I just want to add one detail. I want to add one detail. Okay, you don't want to be No, not you're not, you not
1: I just I, I've been questioning it a lot.
0: I, I just want to add one detail, and I heard this yesterday from a Rebbe of mine, and it's Israel, well, Rebbe Nasher Reisman. He yesterday went on for an hour and 20 minutes about this, this concept I'm talking about now. Um, I, I don't want to get into the whole speech, but he went through this, this false compassion and the false... He went into it about the come on, about they still host Yidin, and, and all the things. He talked about the whole year. He wrote out one point that I didn't think of, and I thought it was beautiful. He said, a lot of us, a lot of us, not all, not a lot of us, every one of us, the way we're built, is we have an, something called past, present, and future. We have no idea what the future is going to bring. We know what the present brings us. The past, we know it, it's in the back of our brains, but it's not as real, right? The longer, you, the, longer the gap is, the more you tend to forget. That's the way it is. By Hashem, there's no such thing as past, present, and future. Everything is in the now. That means Hashem is watching right now Ukrainians shovel our grandparents into gas chambers. Hashem is seeing that in the current, not in the past. We're thinking of that in the past. There's
1: time for us and Hashem is there.
0: Hashem doesn't have time. Hashem is above time. There's no past, present. It's now. Hashem is watching now Ukrainians cut fetuses out of baby, out of women. And I don't want to say the rest. but it says in the list. I don't want to say it. But, but they, Hashem is watching it happen. We think it was 400 years ago. It was 20 years ago. It was their great grandparents. I don't know grandparents. I don't know. I see it. I'm watching it happen, and I'm taking revenge for the Jews.
1: Good concept of for a Jew not being like I'm saying when they get better. When you.
0: If we, if they became Jewish, like I, then we change. No, no, know. no. I mean, what? I wish Alana
1: was here because we had this argument oh. this morning. But no, I mean, just when Hashem sees the person as a whole for everything. But, but isn't there something to if you did bad and you you did you repented and you're not. There's no. There's no such thing as
0: repenting for killing Jews.
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about a Jew.
0: Oh, so there for what? <laughs> I'm talking about Goyim. Talking about Ukrainians. I'm talking about Jews. No, no, I'm
1: saying that Hashem has no concept of time. It's the present. Oh, you're asking
0: a different question. Oh, okay. I'm talking about. I'm talking about only regarding this. Uh, I'm, talking about, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about. I'm
1: saying there is something to that. That's a, very good, that's a very good question.
0: That's a very good question. That's when we talk about tshuva. We have to deal with how can we have tshuva if it's in the past and the present? That's a good question. That's a, that's a fair question. I'm talking about specifically only regarding taking revenge of these savages, these animals. Read a little bit of history. A little bit of the slichas what they were doing and this because the past 30 years they haven't made that much trouble doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything because it was convenient for them not to make trouble because they were trying to be democratic so people should look at them. They're animals. They are total animals. And every bullet should hit its mark on both sides because the Russians don't deserve any less damage than the Ukrainians. They're also... Not. And in fact, maybe the Russians were worse because the Russians wow. killed our souls, not only our bodies. Yeah. Millions of Yiddish don't Hopefully, know about Yiddish. Yeah. So, yeah. so they both should have as I mean, much success as possible.
1: Third not crumpled already. Yeah. It shows that not, gonna, not, there's much more
0: going they should, on. Every bullet Think should, should hit a target. There shouldn't be with a with wasted bullet. Right. Well, I'm going off topic. I don't want to talk about that now. Yeah. I'm just trying to bring out this uh, Nekudah. And if you have a hard time, then you're going to probably have a hard time with Parshah Zachar wiping out Amalekim. And the Torah tells us, don't have a hard time with it. This is what we need to do. And this is what... We, this, the, nekama is a, a Yiddish Amidah. Nekama is not a Greyish Amidah. Nekama is a Jewish Amidah. It has to be channeled in the right way. But is.
1: <laughs> what? And what
0: do we, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, like, like you come it looked like a. Yeah, become and you got like as a little kid. That's the like The comma is a beautiful thing. me though. It's a beautiful me though. We ask Hashem. A it's a Of course it's a me though. Re- taking revenge is a me though. I always thought it was a bad. Of course we always thought it was bad. It
1: did not be bad. bad. I thought the comma was I also a, thought come come you ha- ha- hit <laughs> it was <laughs> a comma. Ha- somebody hit you don't hit a bad. The comma a halo gemita if it's done the right way. We have to learn about it. We have to learn about it. Correct.
0: Correct. There's no such thing as a bad medium. There isn't a single medium that's bad, maybe except for anger, maybe uh, according to the Rambam. No, because kind of, use the anger
1: According to, be, to the Rambam. I'm saying say only according yeah. to the Rambam. Oh, I, agree. Right,
0: I, agree. Yeah. I agree. But every medium is good. But Nukama is a beautiful medium. I I I, I I, I, totally went right. off topic.
1: Where, Back
0: to Amalek. That being said, that being said, what Shmuel is trying to convey to Shul, and what we need to learn, is recognize who you are what your talents are, what your position is. We're all b'nai malachim. Call yourself b'nai malachim. We're all kings, we're all princesses and princesses. That's who we are. And realize that when it's time to take a stand, it's time to take a stand. It might not be popular. It might not be what the world is saying. But if it's the right thing, stand up for your ideals. Shoal, you're a king. If you think it's wrong, say it's wrong. So what the popular thing is to say this, that, and the other? We're kings. That's who we are. Now, the problem is, we don't feel that about ourselves a lot of times. A, first of all, because the, the kings around us told us that we're not kings. And I mean, the neighbors and the friends and the families and the shrigers, no. they tell us that we're not kings and queens. <laughs> well, for their everybody's their own king. Just like you're a queen, you're a queen, and you're a queen, and I'm a king. So it's very hard to have an entire nation of kings and queens. One of uh, one of the prime ministers, I think it was Gola Meir, told one of the U.S. presidents... He says a big deal. You're president over what, what was it, 150 million people at that point? He says, You're president over 150 million people. I'm president of so seven million presidents because every Jew thinks he's the president, right? <laughs> every, every, pre- he says, it's much, it's much more complicated to be a prime minister of 700 prime, whatever, seven million prime ministers. It, it's that's who we are, but that's really who we are. We are all B'nai malachim. Problem is, we don't feel that, we don't realize who we really are, what our value is. That's a terrible thing. The Pusik says. You don't realize how important and precious, especially you are. We'll talk about that right now. We'll talk about that right now. In the Parashas Tetzave, it says, Meshav commanded with hiring the contractors for the Mishkan. V'yata Tetzaveh it's Yisrael. It's your job. Talk to the Chachmele. Talk to the wise people. That I fill them up with wisdom. And they should build the Mishkan. And they should... So the garments that are necessary. What does it mean? And you should speak to all the wise men that I've given wisdom to, that I fill them up with the spirit of wisdom. What it means is, as one of them apparently explained, or Mayor Shalom Paris of the Nahar Shalom, he says, I want you to explain to them that I filled them up with wisdom. Tell them who they are, tell them what their abilities are. We're so 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 sadly, we, we so often hear that we're not good at this, or this is not for you, or this is above your pay grade, instead of focusing on what what you're not good at, learn to start focusing at what you are good at. A friend of mine told me that he has a business, and he has hundreds of employees. He told me he has never yet, in the years that he's working, he has never fired an employee yet. He says, because everybody has something to offer to the company. If I realize they don't work out of this department, I move them to a different department. Find out what they're good at, and put them there. Once they're in the right department, they'll be very successful. Learn to find not only what everybody else is good at, but let's not talk about ourselves. We have to find what we're good at. And when you realize that you're good at something, you feel good about yourself. And then you're willing to, you're willing to stand up for what you believe. Right? Once you have a conviction of who you are and what you're doing, and you feel confident, you stand up for it. The problem is, we don't know that. We, we sometimes feel like, I'm just another number, or I'm just another... Something, somebody, someone. We say every day in Pesukim Tehillim. We say it every day in particular we Zimra. We're talking about the greatness of Hashem. What does it mean? The simple translation: to notify, to tell people about the greatness of Hashem and the glory, the splendor of His kingdom. That's the simple translation. Tomorrow, you think a little bit differently it's time to notify people their strengths. That's what the rabbi used to say. The Tell people how impressive they are, how strong they are. And when they feel like they're being knocked down by one and saying, by another and by another saying, tell them that they can handle it. Hashem knows that they could handle it, and they should handle it. And they, and give them that chizik. Tell them how strong they are. People think they're so weak. And it starts because the first time that we were approached, The first time we were approached, we were were tackled by Amalek, specifically Amalek. Amalek came, and he cornered us. All the the stragglers behind. Why were the stragglers behind? Why is Amalek attacking the guys in the back? Because the guys in the back were kicked out of the Anon. Why were they kicked out of the Anon? Whatever Averius did. We don't have to get into what Averius did. But those that did Averius were kicked out of the Anon. They had to walk behind. Who did Amalek attack? He was a big bully. He didn't come tackle the guys in the Anon. He couldn't handle it. He knew that. They were too holy for him. He went to attack the guys that are in the back because he he made the person realize you're not that impressive. God's not going to protect you. I'm coming to fight you. And since then, it's in our psyche that we always wonder: am I in? Is God with me or not? Am I am I really as impressive as 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 I want to think, or maybe I'm not? I I, I can't have that much of an impact. What can I do already? What What's one person? What can I do? Shaul is 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 tasked with a mission. And he thinks to himself, again, what well, we have to learn out of the story, we have no idea who Shalom Malach is. But what we have to learn from the story is, he thought to himself, who am I? I mean, like, really? Sheep? I, I don't know. Like, I'm not. And Shmuel says, what's wrong with you? If you're small in your own eyes, how do I really shift the Israel You're way more impressive than that. And it's time to become aware of how impressive you are. This is what Mardukhai tells Esther also. Esther doesn't want to go into the king. She's trying this, and she's trying the other thing. Mordechai tells Esther, if you don't go in, you should know, idea. who knows? How do we know if this is not your moment? Maybe this is the reason you were sent here. And if you... T- the Jews are going to be saved. There's, there's no doubt the Jews are going to be saved. Netzach Yisrael, Yishakir, Klay will live on forever. There's nothing anybody can do as much as they try. And many have tried. And we're still here. Esther... We're going to survive. The question is, are you going to be part of it, or you're not going to be part of it? Do you realize your strength? You have a strength. It's time you recognize the mile that you have. The mile that you have is, you're married to the guy that can stop this whole thing. I know it's not going to be comfortable, and I know it's going to cost you, perhaps, a portion, a portion of them, I know perhaps it's going to hurt. But, this is what your role is right now, and it's time to stand up to your role, because this is what you have to do. And, and what does Mordechai tell her? If you don't, you and your father's family will be wiped out, will be forgotten. There's many different ways to understand that. But the simple way to understand it is, she was coming to correct what Shaul HaMelech has been doing wrong. She's a grandson, she's a granddaughter, of Shaul HaMelech. Shaul was given, she could rectify the fact that he wouldn't stand up to do what's right at the moment where it needed to be done. You are given the opportunity to fix that. If you're not going to stand up and realize who you are at this moment, how important you are, you think you're just a little bolt in a big, massive machine. But if that bolt is not there, the machine can't function, and you don't realize you are the most important bolt in the machine. I know, the other bolt thinks he's the most important bolt also. But if you don't realize that you're the most important bolt, not only will you be wiped out, but your, your parents' house, meaning who you come from, who you're supposed to be fixing, will also be. There's... There's, a, there's a, a point about Amalek That Amalek It says he got us but Amalek got us when we were leaving Mitzrayim Why does he have to say he got us when we were leaving Mitzrayim? He came to attack us He came to, to have war with us When we were leaving Mitzrayim We know when he came And why does the Torah have to spe- specifically point that out? And the answer is Because Amalek was basically telling us You know who you are I know who you were five weeks ago you were in Mitzrayim you were in the Tumah. you're bad you're evil you're disgusting you do Averis you have done Averis the, t- the Amalek makes us aware of how unimpressive we are and when we feel we're unimpressive we can't do impressive things because we're unimpressed with ourselves we're like let's be honest I know that my didn't look great today I know that my aren't great I know that my Emunah whatever it is so we think of ourselves as unimpressive That's where Amalek gets us. That's the battle Amalek has against us. He wants us to feel unimpressed with with ourselves. And therefore, we're not ready to fight, to, to represent Hashem in this world. In fact, this is... One of the biggest struggles that people have is recognizing their worth in their immediate surroundings and in the global surroundings. People think the 7 billion people in the world. What am I, one little person... What am I? What, what am I? Who am I? In, in the grand scheme of things, there's so much going on in the world. But as ibn Eich Weinberg used to always say, if one person could kill six million, then one person could create six million. Create six million in many different ways. He was trying to do it through kiryu, right? If we we see the power of one person, we see the power of how every single thing, and every single one of us has a massive role to play. But we get too. Intimidated from myself sometimes. I saw uh, I heard from Ramosha Weinberg, Ramosha Tri Weinberg from Tinek He said a very interesting thing. It says Zakhar Ace Asha L'cha Malik. Zakhar Ace Ace is Aleph through tough. Zahar that what you can do is Aleph through tough. You can do everything. But what did a Malik do to you? Asha luh asalha malik. What lam and L'am and are the two middle letters in the aleph face. But they're right near each other. So Zohar, Ace, remember, Allah through tough what you could do. But Asha, also Lecha, I'm always like, you're not that impressive. You're a middle, and you, know, you can't expand that much. You're Chaf and you're Lamed, you're not that impressive. But we have to know that that's actually not accurate, and that we're amazing. We are, and it's not gaiva to think that. It's, a, it's healthy. It's very healthy to think that. And I always tell people, there's so many people out there that are putting, busy putting you down. Why do you have to be part of that group? Somebody needs to put you up, pick you up, so you'll be the person. You'll be the first person to pick yourself up. So people are being, sadly, being knocked down all the time, whether it's by a spouse, a neighbor, a friend, an employee, a co-worker, an employer. Everybody's, sadly, right? They don't mean to necessarily, maybe. Just, it just happens to be. People are always, sometimes, whatever, it happens. Who's going to pick you up if not you? Who's going to do it? Hopefully you have somebody that can pick you up. Hopefully you have friends, you have a, a surrounding, you have people that are with you, hopefully. But nobody can pick you up like you can pick yourself up and tell yourself how important you are. It's, 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 people think like it's a gaiva. It's there's nothing wrong with looking in the mirror and saying, I'm beautiful. There's nothing wrong with looking in the mirror and saying, I'm smart. Don't let it, again, that has to be that you also know that the other person is also beautiful and smart and strong and powerful. At the same time, there's, uh, the Kutsky used to say, a person has to have two, two things in his pocket. In his right pocket, he has to have bishvili nivra ilam, But in his left pocket, he has to have the what? What did you say? of <inaudible> aver <inaudible> different versions of what he said. Anachiaf of aver. I'm everything, but I'm also nothing at the same time, and that's it's, it's the battle. Sadly, Amalek focuses on the nachi of aver, and we and we and we sometimes fall for it. I want I want to read a couple of words inside from Remutl cats. Remotel cats from tells. He came after the war together with his brother in law, built up Tellus Cleveland. And Ronald Katz wrote a statement called Be'er Mechayik, and he says very powerful words. Very powerful words. But I just want to explain his words with a Gemara. We know that one of the greatest of our Tanoim were also one of the most humble people. Hillel. The Gemara says, he A person should always be an Anav like Hillel. If you want to be an Anav, you to be like Hillel. We all know the story of the Friday afternoon bath where somebody had a bet to get him angry. We all know that story. There's so many stories and shots about Hillel's humility. Yet, there's a fascinating gemara. The gemara. The gemara says that when Hillel came to Simchas Beis Hashoeva, when Hillel got there, everybody it says different tanoim what they used to sing. The sing that the song that Hillel used to sing is "Emani which basically means if I'm here. Everything is here. Nothing else is needed. It's all good. Really, this is Mr. Anov. Mr. Anov says that if I'm here, mani I kill Khan. So Rashi and he adds, and if any kan mikan, and he'll adds, and if I'm not here, so let's be honest, who's really here? It really sounds like the most, for lack of better terms, grub a sentence you could say. It's it's it almost sounds disgusting. This is Hill. This is the Anavas Hill, the example of, of humility. Rashi explains, Rashi seemingly was bothered with this, Rashi says, Imanikan is referring to Hashem. Ani is Hashem. Ani Hashem alakekhem. Imanikan, if Hashem is in the Baisa Mikdash, then Hakulkan. Then the Basami'd is very it's important, it's an oppressive structure. But if, if there's no God in the Base Amigdosh, if we've turned it into just a structure, there's no godliness permeating the building, then Mikan. So like what, what is it? There's nothing here. That's how Rashi explains it. But I don't know if we have to explain it like that. I don't think it's a contradiction to humility to know your value, to know who you are. It's not. I'll tell you a Gemara. The Gemara says that. The Gemara goes through a whole list of different Tanoim and Amaroim that once they were Nifter, this ceased in the world. When when this person was Nifter, um, um, Tamil HaChamim died. That's it. He was the last of the Tamil HaChamim. When this person was Nifter, a wealth died. There's no more wealthy people anymore. And the Gemara goes through a whole list of people. And the Gemara says, Meshames Rebbe, when Rabbeinu Akkadish, Rebbeud Anasi, he wrote Mishnai, and when Rebbe died, Bakla Novum. Humility's gone. Nobody else has humility. That's, that's what the Gemara says. Amr Ev the Gemara says, Amr Ev is the last words of Msekhta Seitam. Amr Ev says, you can says, you can look it up if you want. You can look it up. Because you can't believe these words say in the Gemara. Oh, I, I'm going to say the words inside. I'm, I'm going to quote it. I'm not saying it inside. I don't have it in front of me. But the Gemara says, <laughs> Don't write the word because I'm still around. The said, don't write that is gone because I'm still here. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> if you would say that or I would say that, it deserves a chuckle. How could you say, you know, he's writing you know, on a resume. I do this, I do that and I'm also, I'm humble. I'm also humble. It's the end, you rule the whole thing. And the just says, Don't say that humility is gone because I'm still here. How do you understand? So, on a simple level, we, we, if you misunderstand what humility is, you say that's not humility. The answer is that it's humility. He would have never said it. He knows how pathetic it sounds. So, he knew that as pathetic as people might think it is, it's because they misunderstand what another is. Another is not not to know who you are and what your values are. If he says, I'm an ano. I'm telling you, I'm an ano. You can recognize that you're an ano, but know who you are. That's that's healthy. That's great. Everyone says but yet when it's time to stand up to do something, he stands up and he does what needs to be done. but when Karech is is standing up to his leadership, he loses it. Who do you think I am? I'm not I'm not a nobody. I'm representing Hashem. Whoa! I thought you're an ano. So, is that a stereo? We have to learn who we are and how valuable we are. I want to read to you a couple of lines in, in, in the So So, Such powerful words. This, and he was from Cleveland. He was a Telzer. He wasn't... This wasn't... Uh, this. Listen to the words. Listen to the words. He's actually explaining his Zayr, just to, to show you how much even more you have to... He's explaining his Zayar. The Zayar says... Okay. The Zayar says... You should try to incorporate the Shekhinah together with you. Whatever the Zayar means. I have no idea. I'm just saying the words. So this he says as follows. I want to explain that as follows. It doesn't just mean that when you include the Shekhinah, it means do it for the right reasons. That's a simple thing. You can say when I do something, I should do it right. I should do it for the right, for the right reasons. It's way more than that. It's way more than that. Take the inner godliness that's in you And now use that to create the Mishkan To shake off from the Neshamas All the dust and earth and cobwebs That have started accumulating on your Neshama on your Because you haven't yet activated it for a couple of weeks you start davening, so you or you stop whatever. Hamidais, if these things all come from the lowest places, take all those low things, those low midais, take those but there's a spark of godliness in even the lowliest of things. And take that spark and elevate it. When a person throws away all those other things, you can approach it with a pure heart. And you can do unbelievable things. Meaning you, your neshama, who are you? Take your neshama, the real you. The real you is not a doctor, a lawyer, a wife, a mother. That's not who the real you Those are roles that you're playing in this world. The real you is that godliness spark that's in you. That's, that's who you really are. Take that. And tell people, tell people, tell the world. Tell the world who you are. Tell the world and tell yourself what you can do. Say, if God rests in me, then I'm worth something. If God is not playing a role in me. Then what am I? I'm just flesh and bones. I'm a skeleton. I'm not, well, I'm, not, I'm not anything that's worth spending time thinking about. There's no godliness in me. We have to realize how important we are and how special we are. And we don't. And this was the doing of Amalek. This is the doing of Haman. And it creeps into Klai Because Esther starts questioning, what can I do? I don't know if I could do anything. I don't know. I'm not sure. The, the point of Purim is, and, and it comes because we think too much. We start thinking too much of who we are. Perm, we drink. So stop thinking a little bit. Stop. When you start thinking, when, when, a per, there's certain things a person couldn't do. Right? You couldn't. I'm not saying you should. But there's certain things that you couldn't say because you have a little bit of a filter, hopefully. Certain things you couldn't do because you have a filter, hopefully. But when you remove that filter, hopefully what comes out Hopefully, okay. Not everybody. Hopefully, what comes out are things that you didn't think you could say, and that's why you didn't say it till now. But now you could say it because the real you is shining out. The way we, the way we celebrate Perm is by us showing that we, we're, we're, we're willing to throw away all those things that aren't really me. I'm just holding back because of peer pressure. I'm holding back because I'm embarrassed. I'm holding back because, of, and in fact, I don't want you to even see me. I'm gonna put on a mask. I'm gonna cover myself. I'm gonna look like. I don't know, Darth Vader. Whatever. I, I, that is that who I am? No. But you won't see who I really am either. You you also don't see who I really am. I'm not I'm not a cutting Godel, but I'm also not Meishy Rabinowitz. I, I might you might think I'm am not. I'm really somebody so much more, so much more impressive. So we cover the outside because we get so stuck on the outside on the outside trimmings of life and all these things that are so not who we are. And, 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 and perm is like a wake-up call. And Al-Malik is that wake-up call. Al-Malik, and, you know, I, we wonder sometimes, why, why, are we, why are we so angry at Al-Malik? He's not around anymore, right? He's not, so, can, we, can we get past it? Can we get past it like, never, hashtag never forget. Okay, never forget. For what purpose? I like, to, I always, I like the, the question I like to ask all the time is, the less we talk about things, right, the more it gets forgotten. So I have a good idea. You want, you want to erase Amalek? Let's have a ban. We're not allowed to talk about him. Don't talk about him for 100 years. I, I promise you he'll be forgotten. Yet, the Torah tells us, go to shul and remember to forget him. Thank you. That's going to help. How am I going to remember to forget him? Go to, go to shul, talk about him, and say, Timcha, we're going to wipe him out. You want to wipe him out? Stop talking about him. The answer is because he's, he's not, it's not something from the past. Amalek exists. He might not be a nation of people, but he's an ideology. Yves Sheber of YU used to say this over, the his grandfather, Chaim Brisker, that he has proof from the Rahman that Amalek is not a people. Amalek is an ideology. And any ideology that stands up, Keneged Hashem, and in it's, its mantra is also to wipe out Yidin, is Amalek. Right? I'm not saying the Palestinians are Amalek because they believe in Hashem. So it has to be somebody that doesn't believe in Hashem. It almost sounds like the lack. I'm sorry. Excuse me. It's liberalism. They don't believe in Hashem, and they are, they are the biggest anti-Semites. As we are becoming more and more aware, they're becoming less and less embarrassed about saying what they think. The more liberal you are, sadly, in in the world, the less accepting you are. Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it backwards? Isn't it? I thought you, everybody should do what they do. Everybody should. It's great. Kumbaya. We're saying. The the, the, the point is that people that are uncomfortable themselves have a problem with others being comfortable with themselves. The fact that they look at you as being a firm, happy person, or any even a, a firm guy, a firm Christian, they hate that too. They hate the firm Christian because he seems content. And they're in torn inside. It's part of being a little bit of a liberal is that you're torn because even though today this is liberal, but next week you're already so outdated. Someone's more liberal than you. So... You're forever being torn. You're always being torn in pieces. So therefore, instead of hating yourself, it's so so much easier to turn the hate on someone else. That is the message of Amalek. And that's what we're trying to eradicate. We have to remember to forget them. Which means this will come up in every generation in different ways. Different ways. It came up in in the 1930s in its way. And it came up in the 1830s in its way. And it came up in the 1730s in its way. And now it's 2022 and, and it's in its way. It's presenting itself as something like this. And the, the, the way to combat it is to tell our children, to tell ourselves, to tell the people around us. Tell people how special they are, how impressive they are, how important they are. Sometimes one alone is not impressive, so make, make a group out of it, maybe as a group. And that's what different groups in class try to do. Maybe each individual is not an impressive being, but we are part of a group, together we finish us together, or we say howl together, or we say, whatever it is, what's this Milo of being a group? Maybe each one of us alone is maybe not, but together I find that I'm worth something. Because I'm important. I'm something in that, in that in that fine, fine-tuned machinery or whatever it is. But the way to combat Amalek, the way it has to be, is that we start realizing who we really are. Shaul Amalek didn't realize this, and that's why we in this Haftari this week. Because Shaul, not only did he lose to Amalek, but he lost by being, and in a way, acting Amalekish. I, I, again, I, with the most apologies to Shalom, I'm not trying to say anything, I'm just t- taking a lesson for us. It wasn't that he didn't just wipe out Amalek, it's Amalek actually beat him at his own game. Amalek, who's trying to tell you how unimpressive you are, told Shalom, how unimpressive he is, and Shalom, Amalek fell for it. Perm, we to tell ourselves, to tell the people around us how special they are, and how important they are, we say it all the time. Purim, perm have to wipe away what we see, what we see, you cover it over, put on whatever mask and costume you want. Drink till you can't see, or or you really say what you feel. Hopefully it's only good things. But you really say what you feel because you want to tell a person really who they are. Hopefully you really love them, Bye. and you really, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> if it's not, then you shouldn't drink. If you can't, it, like just not know what the huh? If you can't, if you can't be honest about it, then don't. Yeah. But that I think is an important message that we need to take from Perm, at least. I'm going to try this year myself personally. This is a, this is an inspiration that I got for myself, and hopefully spread the gospel. Tell other people to tell other people. Tell everybody to tell everybody else how good they are. And I think the world will be a much happier, smarter place than instead of everybody telling everybody else all these like. Uh, listen, I, I'll, I'll just put out one thing out there. Let's give an example. I've I voted for Trump. I'm not embarrassed to say it. I voted for Trump. I was not happy that the current president became president. Okay, call me whatever you want to call me. Maybe you're racist. Whatever. I don't care. It is what it is. It is what it is. But I, I'm also not, I can't live in the past. I can't live and say, if Trump would have been president, Putin wouldn't have invaded. I can't, I can't live in the past. It's, it's, it's time we, it, this is how the matzo is. Right now, we need to focus on right now. What we can do right now. Right now, this is the situation in the world. The situation in the world is that people don't feel important. How are you going to make the person next to you or the person that you're in contact with feel important going forward? If we do that, as Esther says, we get everybody together, we'll be able to get out of any tragedy and any calamity.